Hey, welcome to our podcast. I'm Tom Blackwood, Executive Pastor at Calvary Church. We hope you'll find something every week that inspires and encourages you in your faith. You can subscribe to this podcast wherever you listen so that you'll never miss an update. Hope you enjoy the message. Tiffany. Welcome to Calvary and thanks for worshiping with us today. Great things are happening here at Calvary. So check this out. We love serving our community and a few ways that we do that here at Calvary are through the giving tree and our blanket drive. The giving tree is an opportunity to provide Christmas gifts for children in our community and our blanket drive provides blankets for those in need. We will be accepting donations through December 18th. For more information and to get involved, please visit the Kingdom Builders Lobby. Our next water baptism service is Sunday, December 11th. If you've not been baptized in water, this is your next step in following Jesus. Not only has He commanded us to do it, He modeled it for us by being baptized Himself. And it's a great opportunity to share your faith and invite your friends and family to Calvary to come and see you get baptized. So don't wait any longer. Sign up to get baptized today. The holiday season is here. Make sure you mark your calendars for our Christmas service on Friday, December 23rd. Also, please note that Sunday, December 25th will be online only. No in-person services will be held on Christmas Day. For more information on all of these events and to register, visit calvarytriad.church forward slash info. We're so glad you could join us today. Make sure to stay connected with us throughout the week online at calvarytriad.church and on Facebook and Instagram at Calvary Triad. Now let's prepare our hearts for God's Word. Amen. Well, it is the Christmas season and we're so glad that you're here with us. I know many of you are uh, just coming on the heels of being with family over Thanksgiving and and getting ready for round two for Christmas, right? And uh, we're just so excited to just spend some of that time together with you. I'll echo what you've heard several times even today, that the events surrounding Christmas are an incredible opportunity for you to be um, to be Jesus to people uh, that, that need to hear about, about the Son of God that was born, right? To, we've heard the, the phrase here, to be Jesus with skin on. That's kind of the, the, uh, the metaphor there that, uh, that God wants us to reach out to those people that are in our spheres of influence. And I just encourage you to do that. The, the December 23rd service, the Friday evening service, is going to be an incredible um, an outreach type mentality event for you. And, and your families and those families that you have impact on. Pastor Clayton led that uh, song that uh, uh, just a few minutes ago and just different um, uh, musical um, elements and, and some different things that we've got planned that are a little bit special for you today. By the way, Pastor Clayton, if you didn't notice, he kind of brushes over this a lot when he says, oh yeah, I just wrote that song. You know, that, that uh, well, we've got an incredibly talented worship pastor and I'm so, so proud that he's on our team. So, yeah. And, and he didn't even ask me to do this and whatever, but I just know that it's a, it's a great benefit to you in, in your times and, and even in your prayer times. There's an incredible album that's on iTunes called Awaken the Dawn that uh, Clayton has, has written all those. And it's a blessing to me personally and to so many of us. So 
Anyway, that's a shameless plug there, whatever, not even in the notes. Well, today we are honored to have a guest with us today that uh, I, I would almost venture to guarantee probably has the, uh, would get the award for the farthest distance travel to be here uh, this, this week today uh, from Chennai, India. And uh, we're honored to have Pastor Chadwick Mohan here with us uh, in our, our services today. Pastor Chadwick and I, it's funny, we've been visiting the last couple hours before first service and then even before this one. I feel like I've known you, Pastor Chadwick, for a while, but we've just actually met recently, but we've known um, mutual friends and ministry partners, different uh, opportunities there. I first heard Pastor Chadwick minister at the Oaks Church there in Dallas when we were there, and uh, so through some joint friends, and then honestly, most... uh, close to home here through to family, uh, through a cousin here, uh, Jasper's cousin, uh, Pastor Chadwick, and uh, we're honored to have him together uh, with us today. Pastor Chadwick Bohan is the lead pastor of the English service of New Life Assembly of God, which is a multilingual 40,000 member church in Chennai, India. Just a few people attend that church there in India. He serves with Life360 and Project Rescue, which are charitable entities within India, and is closely associated with Build International, Antioch School of Church Planning and Leadership Development, One Hope, Oral Roberts University, Empowered 21 here in the U.S. He also serves as a regional director for South Asia for the Lausanne Movement. More than that, however, um, Pastor Chadwick is blessed to be married to Sumi, and they both have a son, Nathan, who is 16. And so we're going to be blessed here in just a moment to hear the ministry of God's Word uh, through this man of God, Pastor Chadwick. At the end of our time of ministry today, you're going to be having an opportunity just to be a blessing to this uh, dear friend of Calvary Church here for many years. But would you do me a a favor as he comes to minister the Word? Would you honor uh, this man of God and and welcome Pastor Chadwick? Chadwick Mohan to the team. Great joy, great privilege to be in your midst once again to share God's word. And thank you, Pastor John and the wonderful pastoral team here. And to be visiting with Pastor Clayton, who have been associated right from 2014 onwards. And What a joy to be here in this house. Are you glad to be in the house of Jesus? Amen. If you are, shout a big hallelujah. Amen. I'm excited to be here and I'm excited to bring God's word because God's word is powerful. His spirit is here. And where two or three are gathered together in my name, said Jesus, I am there. Whatever you bind here on earth will be bound in heaven. Whatever you release. And so this morning is a morning of binding and releasing too. I want you to turn your attention to Matthew chapter 9. Jesus is moving amongst the crowds. Towns and villages. And he's seeing crowds, crowds, crowds. And while he is moving amongst the crowds, his heart is moved with compassion. And when his heart moves with compassion, he turns to his disciples. And this morning, I believe those disciples are seated right here at Calvary. Some of them are watching online. Some of them are here in person. And he's speaking to us. And he's saying the harvest is plentiful. 
but the laborers are few. The harvest is plentiful, but the workers are few. He's not just speaking to Tinier. He's speaking to you this morning. He's speaking because you are a potential worker. You are a potential laborer. You are someone that God has chosen, has handpicked, and has brought you together this morning for such a time as this so that He can inspire your heart. He can actually nudge you. He can push you to do what He has already called you to do. Even before you were formed in your mother's womb. Even before your father and mother could call your name and whatever name you're called. He has called you. He has set you apart. And He has brought you here this morning. And He wants to speak to us this morning and say, You know what? The harvest, open your eyes and see. Open the doors of your home and see. The harvest is plentiful. But I have no other methods, says Jesus. My method is you. My method is you. My only method is you. As the Spirit begins to stir our hearts, there are five questions that I want to place before you as a church. Calvary, would you carry the same concerns that God has for the people. Would you have the same concerns that concern the heart of God for the people in this world? The challenge with us is that we are really concerned about ourselves. Me, my wife, my children, and some of you include your dog, your cat, of course, yeah. That's, 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 that's your circle, right? You're concerned about it. You get up in the morning and you run and you do your routines. You got to cook food and send food. Some of you say, hey, just take this money, grab this money, get some food. But you all rush out in the morning, come back in the night. Some of you pray and then go to bed and then Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, Friday. And then you say, hey, we have football that we need to watch and we have to go out for shopping. We got to collect things for the next week. And this is your routine. This is your mundane routine that goes on and on. And weeks after weeks have gone. Just now, 22 Jan came. Now it's 22 December. Like that, another year will pass. A 23 will pass. A 24 will pass. A 25 will pass. And some of us, hey, would be gone. Only concerned about us. Jonah, I interrupted you. Jonah, I intervened into your life. You were taking a ship from Joppa and going down to Tarshish while I swallowed you and vomited you somewhere around Greensboro. But you are sitting and you're so upset about the creeper 
that was giving you a shade. You did not sow. You did not water. It was I who gave you the shade. But now there is a worm that ate off your creeper and you're so upset. Jonah, listen. You are upset about your own concerns. But this is my heart. 120,000 people who do not know the difference between their left hand and their right hand. That's Nineveh. That's where I have brought you. That's the office that I put you in. There are certain people that you meet on those meetings online. They don't even open up their, their video cameras so that their faces can be seen. But I have concern about that David who's on your screen. That Joshua who's on that screen. Would you have concern? Would you have concern? Calvary, one of the reasons why we don't carry that concern. If you really forgot everything that I said this day. If you would just capture what I'm saying now. You know what? Jesus is saying to Calvary. It's been days. That some of you have actually climbed onto the bosom of your father in heaven. And have laid your ears to the heart of your father. And you have not heard my heartbeat, says Jesus. You have not. It's been days. Yes, you have prayed. I'm not saying that you have not prayed. You have not heard the heartbeat of God. This morning God is inviting Calvary. Come, climb. Climb onto my bosom. Lay your ears onto my heart. And hear the love dub of my heart. Here, none should perish. All should come to repentance. Here, hear my heart. Hear my heart for Europe. Hear my heart for Middle East. Hear my heart for Israel. One of the strangest things that I heard the Spirit of God speak when I was in 2021 20, November in Dubai, tossing back and forth because I was not sleeping. And I got up and the Spirit of God began to speak about Israel. And he said, you know what? What my people have done about the nation is so hurtful. He said... Churches have used Israel, my people, as a tourist destination. But I want my church where Jews and Arabs would break bread together. This is the heart of God. Where Jews and Arabs would come together to break bread together. And it broke my heart. Because sometimes we think God is... Talking some strategies. No. He wants to share his heart. Calvary, would you listen? Would you hear?
Break my heart with what breaks yours. Let that be the prayer this morning. Would you lift up your hands and pray? Calvary, would you lift up your hands and pray? And ask the Spirit, break my heart with what breaks yours. Break my heart with what breaks yours. Break my heart. Come unto me. Some of you are burdened this morning. I just want to pray. I know, I know, I know some of you are still burdened about many concerns of the world. Many things that oppress you. Many things that concern you. But he says, come unto me all who are burdened and heavy laden. I will give you rest. So if you are burdened this morning and you have concerns. God's not like saying, hey, I don't care about your concerns. But he says, I, I have concerns for you. I want to take care of those concerns. But I want you to get past that concerns so quickly because you know what I am your father I will take care of you I will take care of your needs I am a father and so father I pray that the burdens and the concerns of human life may be rolled over to you but today is a new day when you will open your heart. Come to me all who are burdened and heavy laden. I will give you rest. Now that I have given you rest, let me open my heart to you for my burden and my yoke is easy and light. But that is where I want my children. Break my heart with what breaks yours. Break my heart with what breaks yours. Break my heart with what breaks yours. Would you have the same concern that God has in his heart? The second important thing this morning that the Spirit wants to lay before the church is like, if you don't open your mouth, who else will open their mouths? And I know that how will they be saved if we don't witness and preach? That's the KGB version. Now I'm giving you the message version. If you don't open your mouth, who else will? This morning, I want you to recognize and realize that here is a group of people who are absolutely blessed. How many of you believe that? You are blessed. Amen. Has God done good things in 2022? If God has done good things, can I hear hallelujah? Wave out your hands and say, God, you have done good things in my life. Amen. He has done absolutely good things in your life. In fact, his goodness has overtaken you. He's not even following you. It's overtaken you. He's been too good. But what right do we have in our lives that after he has done so much good, that we zip our mouth and keep quiet. We got to talk about his goodness. The challenges. The Spirit of God says, some of you remember his goodness just when you step into this building. And that's not good. That's not good. That's not good. He wants us to remember his goodness. And if we would overflow with his goodness, if that is what your thought is, that would become your words. 
and then if you are really meditating on the goodness of God and what he has done in fact if you would understand this morning if you're alive and you came into this building he is good there are many who didn't make it this morning he's good and if that is your thought life then you would not keep quiet but open your mouth and when you open your mouth his goodness would come you know what is the gospel the gospel is the good news and so this 23rd of December is going to be a wonderful opportunity to practice what we're going to read this morning in Romans chapter 10 verse 13 down to 15. Romans chapter 10 uh, verses 13 and 14. Can we all read it? It's okay to open your mouth in, in the church? Is it okay? Okay, let's read it together. Everyone who calls on the... I can't hear you. Everyone... Can you talk to one another and say, how then? Is it, is it okay to talk? Look, look at the person. He's, maybe it's, it's your husband or your wife. So talk to one another and say, how then can they call on the one they have not believed in? How can they believe in the one of whom they have not heard? And how can they hear without someone opening up their mouth to speak? You got to open your mouth. When you're taking your kids to your kids' games and somebody sits next to you while you're waiting for your kids to play and come back, open your mouth about the goodness of God. 23rd of December is an awesome opportunity. It's just a card away. Pull it out. Write a note about the goodness of God. Push it out to somebody and say, Come. Come, speak about what God has done in your life. If you don't open your mouth, who else will open their mouth? Acts chapter 1 and verse 8, you shall receive power. After that, the Holy Spirit has come upon you and you will be my witnesses in Jerusalem and Judea and Samaria to the uttermost parts of the earth. The reason why the Spirit of God has been poured upon you. Did you know that the Spirit is on you and in you? And the reason why it's in you is that He would become and make you a LED screen to the watching world. The third question, the Spirit wants to leave with this church. If you don't shepherd, who else will? If you don't shepherd God's people, who else will? Jesus was moving through the towns and villages and he saw the crowds. He was moved with compassion and there were four hits that he saw in those crowds. They were harassed. They were helpless. They were homeless because they were sheep without a shepherd, which means they did not have a sheep pen. They were, they were homeless and they were headless, which means they did not have direction. They did not have a leader. They were not a shepherd to those sheep. This is the condition of the people in the world. Harassed, helpless. They may have the money, but harassed and helpless. Homeless, headless 
hopeless. And Jesus says, laborers are needed. Shepherd workers are needed. And who are those shepherd workers? Sometimes we think they are the seminary graduated uh, pastors that need to know. Sorry, that's not what the scriptures are talking about. The scriptures are talking about, hey, you are the royal priesthood. And who's the royal priesthood according to Peter? Peter says, you know what? If you came out of darkness into the marvelous light of Jesus, then you are the royal priesthood. How many of you have come out of darkness? Can I see your hands? You are a priest. What would I speak? And that's that's what the church does. The church equips saints for the works of service. The church actually equips you. One of the things that we've been doing and constantly doing is that we actually come and sit and this arrangement of what happens on a Sunday morning is not what the church is supposed to be. Got to sit together. Each one bringing a word. Each one bringing a song. Each one talking to one another. Each one spurring one another. Each one actually saying, let's do good works. Let's actually evangelize. Let's actually shepherd God's people. Men, listen to this. You are not supposed to be seated in the pews. And this is not supposed to be the divide between the clergy and the laity. For the Spirit of God says to the church right here that I have broken and I have torn the veil. I have broken the walls that separate between God and man. And that's the only thing about salvation and the only thing about the cross that we have understood. But the cross just did not break the wall between God and man. But he has broken the wall between man and man. Between ethnic ethnic groups, between the Jew and the Gentile, between the man and the woman, between the rich and the poor, between the educated and the uneducated. And most importantly, I want to declare to you, he has broken the wall between the clergy and the laity in the name of Jesus so that everyone would rise up as a royal priesthood of God in order to shepherd the world. Because the world may not be coming into this building and it's okay if they didn't come to the building but they can come into your home open up your homes invite them shepherd them when they're ready connect them connect them to other family members yes we can come to the Sunday morning service We can get charged with what God's word is. But we don't have the right to just sit and process one more Sunday in our life without being the royal priesthood of God. Turn to someone and say, you are a priest. Is that okay? Um, To call you all pastors? That basically means shepherd. Pastor means shepherd. I know that there are, there are few who are designated leaders. I, I do honor leaders. Within, within the scriptures, there is leadership amongst us. There are first amongst equals amongst us. There is authority and submission. God appoints leaders within the church. 
but we are called royal priesthood. I at least remember one or two people from, from the Indian fellowship that I met on, on, on Friday at this church campus. And so, is it okay to call you Pastor Vijay? Because there's too many Indians coming here in this part of the world. Pastor Vijay, rise up and do something about it. Do something about it, Daniel. Fourthly, if you don't go, who else will go? If you don't go, who else will go? One of the beautiful, wonderful things that happens in this church is like you have, you have, this is not, sometimes we think this is very normal because we have a worship team and we have someone like Pastor Clayton leading us in worship. You think it's normal. That's, that's not normal in the world. Um, one, two, three four, five instruments along with Pastor Clayton's guitar, six instruments with microphones. This is not normal. This is like an anomaly in the, in the body of Christ, okay? Maybe it's part of the U.S. churches, but that's not part of the churches that we are part of in North of India because you, you would not, people would just bring their own instruments, which is their palms, but which they clap their hands. Listen, any time worship truly happened, go through the scriptures, any time true worship happened, we would recognize his holiness because his presence comes, right? Holy, holy, holy is the Lord God Almighty. The whole earth is filled with his glory. And when, when Pastor Clayton is going to lead another song in this congregation, what needs to happen is the recognition of his holiness which actually makes us recognize that we are absolutely not holy, that needs his touch and, and, and we don't have to go into that guilt trip of I'm not holy, I'm not holy. No, he says, yes, you're not holy, but that's my job. And I will bring the coal and I will touch your lips and I will throw the blanket of my righteousness over you and I will make you righteous. That's my job. But now listen, who will go for me? Every time worship is lifted up, it is a call for missions. There cannot be another time when we finish worship and we sit down and say, hey, today's songs were good and music was good. No, that's not the reason why we worship. Every time we worship, there is a call from heaven that is resounding, that we don't listen in our churches because the Spirit of God is saying, yet another time, if there is worship, it must be followed by, who will go for me? Who will go? May your dreams and visions become 
about nations. Because the mature sons and daughters, hey, if you are a newborn, you just came to Christ, perfectly fine. Perfectly fine. You can ask for, um, my heating system is not okay. Please, Jesus, is becoming cold. Please make sure that I have some finances. Please make sure my insurance is not okay. And let my insurance cover my heating system too. Perfectly fine. And Jesus will do that. He, he's done great things. He's done miracles in my life. Healed my body, given me finances. But at one stage in life, as you are growing in Christ, if you are becoming matured sons and daughters, what you are asking your father is nations. Ask of me and I will give you ethnos. I'll give you the tribes, the tongues, the people, the nations. Regions, spheres, territories. Some of you need to rise up and say, God, give me Africa. Some of you need to rise up and say, God, give us Madagascar. Lord, give us, Father, Nicaragua. Lord, give us Costa Rica. God, give us Cuba. Lord, I know that there is a team that is going this December to Cuba. Give us Cuba. That's how prayers in this church must rise because this is a church with a group of people that are sustained in my presence too long and here. I want you to go. Go make disciples of all nations. Go replenish the earth. Go to your neighbors. Go to the cities. Go to California. Go to Europe. Go to certain parts of Africa. Too many Indians in India, they can take care, I think. Listen to this carefully. North America needs Jesus more than ever before. You need to know that your nation is in crisis. I do not know. Maybe you live in the southern belt of U.S. and I think everything is great and spirituality is great. No, sorry. That's not your nation. You're so too close. First and foremost, I think you need to go and see what's happening in USA to know that U.S. needs Jesus. We need God in America again. Go. If you don't go, who will go? Fifthly and finally. If you don't give, who will give? And this morning I don't have any pressure to have a fundraiser. You have been a generous church. Where the target is 500,000 for kingdom builders, you are actually exceeding more than. And you are a generous church. I want to really appreciate you. If the Spirit of God is saying something, hey, I appreciate this church for their generosity. But here is what the Spirit of God is calling through this passage. 
And so I want you to look beyond the money as I deal with this passage in 2 Corinthians chapter 8 verse 1 to 5. And Paul is talking about the Macedonian church and he's saying, now brothers and sisters, we want you to know about the grace that God has given the Macedonian churches in the midst of very severe trial, their overflowing joy and the extreme poverty welled up in rich generosity. For I testify that they gave as much as they were able and even beyond the ability entirely on their own. And they urgently pleaded with us for the privilege of sharing in the service of to the Lord's people and they exceeded our expectations and so when I'm talking to Calvary you are a church that are exceeding expectations but this is what the Spirit of God wants to speak to us the final sentence of this passage they can we read it together they gave themselves first of all to the Lord and then by the will of God also to us. The first part also is okay. Because we all, I, I give myself to God too. But here is Paul and his team, a set of human beings that God has kept as leaders. And here was the Spirit saying to us, we not only give ourselves to God, but also by the will of God to the leaders that God has placed amongst us. This morning, God's not asking you for your money. God is asking you. He's asking for you. Sometimes it has become a habit. You just take out a check and you're able to write it. You're able to text to give. Appreciate it. But God is not asking just for your money. He's asking you. He's asking for a line and a row of youngsters. And he's saying, I want you in Calvary. And I want all of you. And I want the whole of you. I've read this anecdote in various forms. It talks about uh, a busing ministry in Africa that goes about collecting children from different villages and bringing them to a church. And while they did that, they had their kids service and after that they would have the main service. And one such busing times, they went to different villages and one of the orphaned child in the village, dad and mom passed away, but the village would take care of them. This little boy would live in the in the in the outer veranda or outer courtyard of the homes and uh, eat from anybody and sleep anywhere he just hopped into the bus he came to the church that day and they were taking offerings and in the church there they had a plate and a few uncles would just go around taking a plate for the offering and people were passing on money 
And as the plate was being passed by, this, this small little boy stood up and he went and tucked the coat of uncle and said, uh, Uncle, would you lower that plate down for me? He lowered that plate down and, and then he said, uh, Uncle, would you lay the plate down for me? Very intrigued at what this small boy was asking this Uncle didn't want to disappoint him and so he laid that offering plate down on the floor and then immediately this small little boy stepped into that offering plate and he said, you know what, I don't have anything to give, but I give me. I give me. I give me. The Spirit wants you. I'm talking to you, that whole row out there. The Spirit wants you. I'm speaking to people who are 20 and below. I want you. I'm speaking to people who are about the age of 50. I want you. He wants each and every one of you. Not your money. Thank you for your money, says Jesus. I appreciate you for your generosity, says Jesus. But I want you. I want you. This morning, the plate is lowered right here. Would you climb into the bosom of your father? And place your heart, place your ears on his heart and hear him, his concerns. Would you not stop speaking about him? Would you open your mouth and gossip about him? Would you open your mouth instead of talking about the Black Friday sale and instead of speaking just about where is the discount, the best in town? Hey, You've got to open the conversation about Jesus with somebody because he has done too many good things. Too many good things. He's raising you as pastors and shepherds. All of us would rise up. He's asking us to go have a picture of what the harvest field is. Some of you need to go to certain places. Some of you have joined the missions team. Some of you has to actually ask your pastor, pastor, send us. This church cannot be an inward focused church. This church needs to truly be an Antioch type of ascending church for a worldwide mission. Calvary is the place where I would gather, but this would also be the Jerusalem that would receive the spirit that would scatter the people to the ends of the earth and may the father, the farmer, put his hands into a sack of seeds that have been gathered together and may hold on to a few seeds from this church this morning and take it out and he scatter it to the ends of the earth. That's what you've been called to. The plate is lowered in Calvary. Would you step on that plate and say, God, I give me. Because once he has you,
he has your cars once he has you he has your house once he has you he has your first born your second born your third born or how many ever you have once he has you he has all of your money once he has you he has your time once he has you he has your will once he has you he has your mouth once he has you he has your hands once he has you he has your feet with every eyes bow down pastor clayton would you come with your team and lead us in worship and I want to give an opportunity to you. Here is the plate that's been lowered for you. Here is a plate that's been lowered for you. And God is asking you, would you step on this plate and give you? Nations are waiting for this church. God's turning around the church for a purpose. God's brought Pastor John and the team here for a purpose. Be lifted 
stepped onto the plate now there's going to be something powerful that's going to happen we're going to back up these guys watch watch for these guys watch for these guys something beautiful something marvelous will begin to happen the strength of the church is old and young together is old and young together the strength of the church is not just youngsters the young alone can't do it the old alone can't do it so there needs to be a healthy mix of both the old and the young and most of the churches in the US are becoming old and old and old but in this church you see the young and they're willing to step onto the plate that means God the spirit is doing something here and so lift up your hands and pray for this precious 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 people father i thank you that you would raise a generation that you would raise a generation everyone opening up your mouth and saying god raise a generation raise a generation of father in the church who will reach the young of the earth we bless these youngsters of oh father we bless what they have been impacted in their heart i pray of oh father you have sown a seed that they may not fully yet understand but i pray for a deposit of the spirit a deposit of the spirit and i pray of oh father that the spirit of god would continue to lord speak into their hearts and minister into their hearts and i thank you for your grace that is sufficient of oh father your love that will 
carry these wonderful wonderful youngsters through in this church and I pray wherever they are and thank you for the child that's growing and thank you oh father for all the beautiful wonderful things that you are doing touch them pockets in front of you. If you'll just mark those special offering and put those in the, the, um, the buckets on the way out, you can give online. There's a drop down today uh, that says special offering as well, or you can text that to the amount offering. And uh, we want to give you that opportunity. Perhaps even as you've heard Pastor Chadwick say, perhaps the best, um, the best application of what God has been speaking to our hearts is that we would be the shepherds of our neighborhoods, that we would be the shepherds of our workplace, that we would be those that have been called to to share the love of Jesus with, with other people. And, and you've heard Pastor Clayton mention it earlier, just a very tangible way. The cards that are in the lobbies um, as you go out are, are there not for decoration in the lobbies to stay there. They're there for you to take and to use as just a, a conversation starter. Sometimes it helps to have that thing that you would say to a person in your neighborhood or work or wherever. You know what? My church is doing some, some really special things at Christmas. In fact, December 23rd at 7 o'clock, we've got a great event that we'd love for you to, in fact, I'll sit with you. And on the back of those cards, it just has an opportunity. You may want to put your cell phone or, or some sort of way for you to connect personally with that. And then even today as we were praying that I just felt like the Lord would say to a couple of you, maybe it's all of us, I'm not sure, but just if this is you, just receive this as a confirmation. It may be that you grab a, a stack of these in the back and God's put names of people on your heart right now that you would write those names on those cards and put them maybe on your refrigerator or in the, in the car or wherever you find or come in contact with those people. And just as a reminder, how many of you understand that sometimes we get into a, a worship experience and we feel like God's speaking to us and then all of a sudden we turn around, we're dismissed, we go to lunch and we forget all about it. Let's just be honest, that happens, right? And so just as a tangible way for you to be, um, to be, to be the messenger for someone this holiday season as well. 
quite honestly, you don't have to wait until the 23rd to invite them uh, to come. But we're uh, excited about that night specifically, and, and God's going to do some great things. Would you stand with me once again? We'll be dismissed. As you're standing, I'm going to ask those people that are on our prayer team, would you join me once again at the front? I know that we've already corporately had a time of prayer, but there are those in our services uh, most every week that would just say, you know what, there's a need my heart, there's a need in my life that I would love to connect my heart with a, with a friend of mine and, and uh, just just pray together. You know, James writes a pretty important letter, and in the Bible, in James, it says that the, the prayer of faith offered by those elders, by those leaders in the church, coupled together with a need, it, it, it's an effective, it's an, an effective prayer. The Bible says that it's a, it is a, that method by which our hearts connect to, to God and see his hand work. And so we would love to, to pray together with you today um, for a need, any need that you may have in your heart. Perhaps the greatest need that you may be feeling today is that need that you just feel even in the service today. The Bible says that many times the spirit draws um, our spirits close to him. And he does this in such a way where we know and have a recognition that our life is apart from God and a relationship with Jesus is the only thing that'll fix that relationship with God. And you may be in this place today and you say, you know what, it's time for me to begin that relationship with him. And we would love to pray together with you. It's the most important thing we'll ever do for you is to give you Jesus. And today we would love to have that opportunity. So when I close in just a minute, if that's you and you would, would just want to pray together with us and have that uh, that moment, we would love to pray together with you. If you're joining with us online, there's a way for you to do that online as well. There's a link that will pop up right now. The online campus host would love to connect with you and just get you plugged in. We say things very plainly here at Calvary that our, our mission is to experience God, to follow Jesus, and to serve others. And we would love to have you in that process as well because, boy, that's, that's, that's the reason why we are here is to reconcile people to his son, Jesus. Isn't it a fun time of year to be able to focus on that as well? should be the whole time, every part of the year, but this season is, is just uh, it's a significant moment for us to do that as well. Well, take advantage of those opportunities the next couple of weeks. Next week is baptism, and what an incredible opportunity for us to, to celebrate with families as well. As we go, may the Lord bless you and keep you, and may his face shine upon you and your coming and going, and may you be a reflection of God's grace in the triad and all over the community and your families as well this season. God bless you. Come and let us pray together with you as you go today.